Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I have heard this multiple times from people who train pastors and leaders um, that they say this, that, that what you preach is what you're going to get. What you, what you focus on in your, in your messages, in your teaching, your preachings, that's what you're going to cultivate and generate in your people. And that's what, you know, we, we make declarations, we make prophetic declarations, believing that God's going to uh, release things from heaven into earth through that declaration. And I, I believe that if we're preaching the, the things that are in, in the heart of God, we're prophetically preaching and so we're releasing what he's saying. And, and it says in Revelation that the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so when we preach the things that he's wanting to say, we're actually releasing that spirit of prophecy. And, and we got to believe that the spirit of prophecy actually is it's not just hearing words. It's not just uh, getting our ears tickled with sweet things or powerful things. It's actually releasing transfers. It's imparting. It's words that impart grace. Okay. Um, now I'm not preaching on prophecy. I just want you to hear the things that, that I am preaching when I'm feeling God stirring in me, hear it as the spirit of prophecy being released as a sermon. Uh, you, you, pr- what you, what you preach is what you get. And today I'm going to preach on something, um, that that's been in my heart for a while. And I, I, I've been, I've been wanting to cultivate this into our church more. I, a couple weeks back, I spoke to you guys and the, and the topic, the sermon title was Tilling for Healing. And, and because the Lord has shown me that, you know, and he's showing all of us that we're in a real epic Kairos season right now, where, where a Kairos season is where the divine graces are there for you to step into something if you, if you step into it by faith. And I, I talked about that word, the Greek word, katalambano, or lambano, it's to apprehend, it's to seize, it's to not just passively hope something happens to you, but you actually reach out and grab a hold of something and, and don't let go until you get it. And, and so I've been talking about that and something that I, I feel there's a grace in the season for us as a church now to, to step into, to, to cata lambano, is healing. I, I felt my, my message on, on tilling for healing talked about seasons that we've been in and how we haven't focused on healing as a as a main topic yet because we've been laying foundations of identity and the goodness of God and kingdom is with us and walking as children of the most high and love and just creating family and that we need to we need to do the acts of the kingdom from that place and if you didn't hear that message I would love to encourage you to to go back and listen to it whether you find it on our Facebook page, or you can go to our website, overflowindy.com. There's a page on there for podcasts, or you can go to your favorite podcast server and find it on there, which you have to search Overflow Indy. Don't put Overflow Church. You'll find a bunch of other churches with the same name. Overflow Indy, but it's called Tilling for Healing. That's that's the beginning of a series I feel like I'm going to be going into on healing. I want to continue cultivating the, the belief into the culture of our church family, okay? And so I'm going to go after that more. And today we're going to focus on this. I want to tell you a couple of testimonies real quick. One of the first one's uh, kind of funny, 
maybe a little cute, but it's still real. Um, a couple of days ago, Jessica came and found me and told me that, um, that they found a, a chipmunk <laughs> that I can look right out here and see that we have a little fence out here and under it was a pot that was full of water because it's been raining. And they, the kids looked in there and saw a chipmunk was in there drowning in the water. And it was like trying, it was working every ounce it had of strength to try to keep its nose out of the water. And, and, but it was drowning. So they, they dumped the water out to let it get out of that and, and to breathe. Unfortunately, it looked like it was pretty close to its last breath. It was stiff and, and it, it just, it wasn't moving at all except quivering because it looked like it was about to die or something. I don't know. But we as a family, we were like, hey, why don't we pray for that thing? And so the kids came over there, Jessica came over there, pointed our hands to that thing. We did not touch it. Social distancing. I'm just kidding. I just didn't want to touch an animal that was about to die. But we, we aimed our hands at it, and we prayed. And the kids prayed with us, releasing healing into that thing. And a few minutes later, we went back out there to check on it again. We couldn't find it. And we looked over, and then it took off running, and, and it like was jumping over things and went and hid and it was acting completely normal. And I think I saw it out here yesterday. It looked normal. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, but I believe that God touched that chipmunk and healed it. <laughs> I think that, th that thing was probably almost about to die. What did Livy say? Oh, Livy, she's our, she's our three, she's almost, she'll be four at the end of the summer, a uh, little girl. And, and she said that Jesus went over there to give the chipmunk medicine. Come on. And the chipmunk took a nap, but then it got healed and it took off running. So awesome. But, but I want to tell you, like, you know, that's, that's not uncommon in the kingdom of God. And God loves chipmunks. Why would he not want to heal a chipmunk? I think that's amazing. Like, it's so, it sounds funny. It sounds trivial. But, but, it, but the power of God was released and that thing was healed. Um, I've j just on the topic of healing animals. I, I've talked to Joe Reeves and Joni Reeves and and they've had animals. I think maybe a goat or something that was that was sick and they prayed for it and it was healed. Like why not? So that's awesome. I, I just I just think that's so cool. I want to give God praise that he he loves his creation and he releases his power. We just got to believe and reach out and, and give him an opportunity to do something. Um, another testimony I wanted to tell you was one that happened to me, and this was when I was a teenager. I, if I remember right, it was the summer before my junior year in high school. Um, I don't know what happened, but I, I remember being at my grandma's house when my cousin, my out-of-town cousin, was, was spending the night. Um, I woke up that morning, and my face, half of my face was paralyzed. And I, I don't know what caused it, but, but we, uh, we went to a doctor and I got diagnosed with Bell's palsy. I had Bell's palsy and I was like 16 or 17 years old at this time. And what it did was it, it actually paralyzed half of my face. And so this half of my face, um, I couldn't move it. I could, it didn't matter how hard I tried. I could, I could move this half just fine. And, and it made me do half smiles. So I looked like this. If I, if I tried to smile, it'd be like half. And if I closed my eyes, I could close the left one all the way, but my right one, I could, I could just squint. And so I had to put, um, oil or grease or something in there to, 
to, to help it not dry out. It was crazy. And I did not enjoy this. Um, half my face made it to where I could only close my lips on, on half. So the other half didn't close all the way. My peas sounded puffy. Could you pass the pillow, please? Kind of how I sounded. Um, the, the thing that was crazy, I'm going to tell you something. I'm sure that Jessica's going to give me a funny look here in a second. Uh, this, is, this is way before I met her, but um, we lived right here in Indiana. But, but there was a family in our church that had some cousins from California come over. And, and so there was these two girls from California that were here for the summer. And I thought they were good looking. And what a time to be paralyzed in half of a face when you're trying to impress girls. Um, I remember being at Taco Bell with them and, and what I, I tried to hide it. I tried to find ways to make it not look like it was happening. And so I'd sit at the, at the table and I'd, I just act like I'm resting my face, but it, it was so that I could actually push my mouth level with the other one and make it look like I was normal. So let me say this. I, I thought that that probably was going to ruin my odds of going on a date with them. But I never had a chance, no matter what, anyway. So <laughs> it didn't even matter, but it was kind of not fun. So anyway, Bell's palsy. I, I don't know how, I did, we didn't know what to do with it. Um, I didn't find out until later that, that some people get Bell's palsy and have it for the rest of their life. I, my, my youth leader actually at that time told me that, um, that uh, his aunt, I think it was, had Bell's palsy and she was like in her 60s and had it all her life. And it was just crazy. But, but we had the church pray for me every week. Every week we prayed for me that summer and, and God healed it. I don't remember exactly what happened, but it just one day, all of a sudden I could smile and I could close my eye and my peas weren't puffy anymore. And unfortunately that happened after the California girls had left. So they didn't get to see the full fuzz of, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> that didn't matter, but it was amazing that, uh, that God, my Jessica is totally trying to conceal herself right now. Jessica, the Lord had me hold out for you. That's why it didn't work out with that. Um, <laughs> I was just joking. I just thought that it was amazing, though. Like, God healed me in a matter of weeks of something that I, that I found out later can take a lifetime. Uh, God's good. He healed me. And, you know, we didn't quit praying just because it didn't happen the first time. We kept praying, and God came through. And just a matter of weeks, Bell's palsy, gone. Look at this all the way, full smile, all right? I don't have Bell's palsy, praise God. So that's amazing. Um, I have been, I've been actually collecting scriptures throughout the whole Bible about healing. There's different verses, you know, that promise healing, that promise miracles, that promise long life, that promise of a full abundant life and different things. And I've been collecting these things because I, I just felt like the Lord once once me in the season to to really search his word and and read and study not just for knowledge but to but to get the word in me and to see who God says he is about being the healer i i i really am a strong believer in the word of god um i'm a strong believer that we encounter god in his word and that as he reveals the truth of his word to us, it actually releases power and grace into our lives. And so uh, as I'm trying to coddle Umbano, 
um, healing, more, more breakthroughs and healing in this season, what better place than to go to his word and to see what he says about it. So I've been doing that. Um, and, and I, I want to say this, if you want to, if you want to grow in healing as a ministry, or if you want to grow, or if you want to really press into a, per, a healing for yourself that you need to receive, you know, there's plenty of tools out there on how to heal the sick. There's plenty of tools out there on how to receive healing. But I want to say there is nothing that anybody can teach that can that can even come close to touching the the power in learning and knowing the healer as a person. Okay? We can learn principles, we can learn methods, we can learn truths, but the, all that stuff is is just facts and it's it's actions, excuse me, if we don't know the person, the healer. And today that's what I really want to focus on is is us uh, us really going after knowing the heart the the heart of the person the healer God's name one of his na- many names is Jehovah Rapha the Lord God is my healer and and Jesus is Jehovah Rapha we can read about Jesus in Matthew Mark Luke and John and and study him and and know him and learn him and get deep with him and and grow in intimacy with him by by not just reading the gospels, but actually engaging with the Spirit of Christ and knowing his heart in those ways. Today I want to talk to you about five fundamental truths on Christ the healer. Um I wanna I want to talk to you about those five truths, and that's what that's what the rest of my time is gonna be focused on. These are these are truths coming from the gospels. Um, they're, they're gonna, I'm not just going to talk to you about healing. I want to talk to you about the heart behind the healer, the, the heart that moved him, things that we can learn and know about him. So I want to read out of you, or I, I want to read out of Matthew nine to you. Um, the first point that I want to make to you, the first fundamental truth I want to say to you is this, Jesus is able it's the first thing we need to know. Jesus is able. Matthew 9, 27 through 30 says, <clears throat> When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Can you all just say this? He is able. He is able. Amen. Right there in unison. Awesome. <laughs> he is able. And they said to him, yes, Lord. He said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. That's crazy. Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, see that no one knows it. According to your faith, let it be to you. Their faith was was, was that they believed that he is able. He touched them. According to your faith, let it be to you. That blows my mind. I want to tell you something. Jesus is able. And, and Jesus 
he's not just, he doesn't have the gift of healing. He is the gift of healing. He is healing. It's who he is. It's his nature. It's his spirit. He is healer. He is healing. Hallelujah. By the way, the Bible says, I forgot which of the first few books, but it says that God sent his word and healed their disease. I believe that if you will let the spirit flow through these words prophetically, that you can actually enter into encounter and, and listen to the truth, listen to the spirit of these words. God can actually administer healing to you through these words. So I want you to not just listen to a message. I want you to receive from God in this. Okay. This is crazy. Because Jesus, who is the healer, he is healing. He, he, it's, it's who he is. It's the nature. It's the power within him. And he says, according to your faith, let it be to you. And the fact is that Jesus actually allows faith to become a, 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 a conduit that draws from him who he is. They believed, and, and the belief actually became the access point for, for the virtue of him to flow through. So faith actually opens a gateway of receptability of the nature of Christ coming forth. So according to your faith, let it be to you. That is crazy. A couple of things I want <clears throat> to point out from this story. The blind men pursued Jesus. They didn't just wait to see if he might stop by them. They didn't just watch him go by and think, man, I hope, I hope he's going to come to me. I hope he's going to um, change his, his focus of attention and turn it to me. No, they didn't, they didn't do that. They pursued him. There's that, you know, th this is kind of a picture of what Cata Lombano looks like. It's not just saying, I believe it and I hope it'll happen. It's saying, I believe it enough that I'm going to follow him. I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to cry out to him. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to press into him and, and see if he will respond to my Catalambano, which he did. All right. And then, and then the next thing I want to say about this is Jesus, uh, said, he, he showed them that their simple belief in his ability was enough. <laughs> their simple belief in his ability was enough. He made that simple. You know, Jesus, Jesus said the, the faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. He, he doesn't need much. He, he, just, he just needs to know that you believe that he's able. That's awesome. Now, now he, I, th I think that he, that's, a, that's a first level of a faith, but he responds to it, okay? I believe he's looking for faith that goes beyond just believing he's able. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. But I want to say this, that that when Jesus healed them, he actually credited their faith for what he did. Like he, he, he totally should have taken credit. I healed you. Because he did. That's not what he said. He said, he said, according to your faith, let it be to you. So he actually credited them for what he did because of their belief. That blows my mind. How much do you think that Jesus wants to credit to you things that he can do by simple belief? He's able. Hallelujah. I, I want to say this. Jesus is able. 
I'm not able. <laughs> I'm not able to heal anyone. You're not able to heal anyone. But when, when we can get people into contact with the healer, he can do what you and I cannot. All right? Jesus can do what we can't. And if we can bring people into an encounter with him, we can give him room to do things only he can do. Come on. It's a good word. When people believe that they will be touched by Jesus, he can use anything to do it. He can use a hand. He can use a spoken word. He can use a hem on cloth. He can use a handkerchief. He can use a willing vessel. He can use anybody, anything, if, if faith is, is on it. All right? According to your faith, let it be to you. Hallelujah. Jesus is able. I, wanna, I actually want to show you guys a, a one-minute, 12-second video of a person who I met in South Korea. Um, this was several years ago, but I was ministering at a church there, and this man received a healing. I just want to show you guys this video. So uh, I'm hoping that this works well with the technology here. Let's, let's give it a try. 하나님 사랑합니다. 하나님 사랑합니다. 예수님 사랑합니다. 하나님 사랑합니다. 예수님 사랑합니다. 성령님 사랑합니다. <웃음> 아빠 사랑해요. 아빠 사랑해요. 진선아 사랑해. 진선아 사랑해. 태원아 사랑해. 태원아 사랑해. 이승복 사랑해. 성령님 사랑해. 이승복 사랑해. Okay, that's good. How bad was his ear before? He couldn't hear at all. He couldn't hear at all. 100% deaf? 100% deaf? And how, how much do you think you can hear right now? Not 100%, but he can, he can hear from that ear. It's great. Praise God. So that, that, was, a, that was a pretty awesome experience. Um, he, you know, it said that he, he said that he had no hearing at all. And then it went to, what did, what did he say, 75%. But then we prayed again, and it went to 95% healing in, a, in an ear that he claimed was, was totally deaf. That was awesome. And I, I remember, I, I love that story because what I remember was we, we were actually dancing in the front during worship and praise time. And I was at, a, at an awesome church called Overflowing Church. And they've got they've got a rock. Isn't that funny? It's called Overflowing Church, and we're called Overflow. Um, but they they had a rocking worship band. A bunch of young people were there, just dancing all over the place. You could feel the. It felt like the place was just bouncing. And there, I mean, hundreds of people. I was up there dancing, praising the Lord. This man came up next to me, and we started dancing by each other. And 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 he had somebody ask me if I'd lay hands on him. I couldn't hear anything hardly, and I just prayed for him. He fell to the floor and was down there for a long time. I don't think I even knew what he was asking for prayer for. So it was afterwards that I, that I found out that he just got healed of, of a deafness. That was crazy awesome. Um, so I, I thought that was cool to, 
to be able to pull that old video up and show that to you. Um, <clears throat> the thing that was crazy, though, like this man believed that, that God was with me. Like he, there is something about like that he believed that Jesus would respond to me laying hands on, the, on him. He, he believed that my prayer, that Jesus was going to show up and that Jesus is able. And through that, God unlocked his hearing. That, that was awesome. Jesus is able, guys. All right. Now I'm going to go to my next point. Um, point number two, Jesus is willing. He's not just able, he's willing. Um, Matthew chapter eight, verses two and three. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him and saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. <clears throat> In that day, when, when there were lepers around, they did social distancing in a way that you and I have not seen yet, all right? And in that culture, in that day, they, they actually believed that a leper um, had, that there's, there's moral problems with them. And, and there's actually, the, the old covenant law actually um, commanded that lepers be separated from, from people who don't have it. They had to have the leper colonies. And so if there was a person with leprosy around, they had to keep distance. They had to even proclaim to people that they're a leper or whatever. Um, and, but, it, but the Bible actually taught that if you touch a leper, you actually become unclean. And, and it, it taught that, that if you touch a leper, that the uncleanness of what they have comes to you. And, and you, it's almost like it has a virtue that infects you with the, the uncleanness of their leprosy. So it was against the religious law and actually considered um, a, a <coughs> evil <laughs> to touch a, a leper. And here's, Je here's Jesus, you know, you know, I, I'm not going to make any statements on what social distancing <laughs> needs to look like. But what I want to say is that he, 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 you know, he's the one who's the supreme one. All right. He didn't care. But here's the deal. Jesus knew the power that was with him was so powerful that it would, it could, it would overtake whatever power was going to come out of a leper to make somebody unclean. His power is going to trumpet. His power is going to, it's going to do the opposite, right? Jesus, this is what I believe. I believe that Jesus knew by the power that he walked in that when he touches this man, he's not even going to be a leper anymore. <laughs> That he wouldn't even be touching a leper because he would be clean by the time he hit him. You know, that, that's, that's pretty crazy. Nonetheless, whether, whether that's what he was thinking or not, doesn't matter. He loved this man. He's like, I'm not going to let anything separate me from you. I want to I touch you. I want to love on you. This man probably hadn't been touched by anybody for a long time. He probably didn't feel that, that human love and, and that, that affection that comes uh, from people, they, they, were, they were looked down upon. Here's Jesus loving on this man. He said, I am willing be cleansed. I want to tell you something, that Jesus is willing, all right? Jesus is willing. Now, some people might say, well, according to that one person, that was God's will for that person, but maybe not for everybody else. Well, I'm going to get to that on my next point, but let me just say, no. The Bible says he's not a respecter of persons, all right? 
He, he loves everybody, and he wants, to, he wants to release the fullness of the kingdom to every person. And so Jesus is willing. I want you to say that with me. He is willing. Come on. Um, the, the leper knew of Jesus' ability. That wasn't in question to him. His concern was, is he willing? All right? And, and Jesus is willing. Some people pray like this when they want to pray for healing. They, they pray, if it be thy will, then please heal me. Or if it be thy will, please heal this person. And, uh, you know, that, I mean, there, there's nobility in that prayer. I don't believe that it's the way that God would have us pray, though, because I don't really feel that there's faith in that prayer. I believe there, there's humility in it. I don't believe there's faith in it. Um, if it be your will. I believe that Jesus wants us to know that it is his will. And, you know, Jesus did not teach us to pray for people to get healed. He actually taught us to heal people. He, 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 didn't, he didn't teach us um, to wonder if God might want to. Jesus had a 100% success rate on healing the sick. Every single person he prayed for got healed. He didn't, he didn't stop for each one and say, Father, do you want this one to be healed or do you want them to stay sick? Father, are you using this sickness to, uh, to teach them humility? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If you have a kid and they, and they got a disease, would you as a parent want them to, have, to suffer that disease so they can learn humility? No way. If you do... Let's have a private meeting in my office. Um, I, the, the, a good parent loves his or her children and, and wants wholeness for them. God is so good. He can teach us and train humility into us in, in, in a healthy body, all right? That's not, that's not what he, God is not afflicting people with sickness to, t to teach them things. Um, Matthew 6.10, you know, Jesus is teaching us how to pray the most powerful prayer. It's called, we call it the Lord's Prayer. Um, but, it, but this key phrase, you've heard us say it many times, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will. Jesus is teaching us how to pray. He's not saying, Lord, if it's your will, then please do this. Because guess what? That prayer actually is a passive prayer. It, that, that's the opposite of cata lambano. That's, that, that's the mentality of, of Lord, if it's you, if, you, if it's what you want, I'm going to sit here and wait, and then it might happen to me. That doesn't take any faith at all. That's just, that's just it might be patience. It might be humility. It's not faith. It's not cata lambano. It's not, it's not being that person that says, I need what you've got, and I'm going to push into you. I don't, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care how undignified I need to be to get it. I've got to touch that hem of his garment. All right? We got to believe that it's his will. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus actually taught us to pray that what his will is in heaven, what he's doing in heaven to pray that that will come into this earth. That Jesus wants us to believe that God's will on this earth is the same as what it is in heaven. And let me tell you, there is no sickness or disease or pain in heaven. All right? 
It, when, when we die and go to heaven, we are all going to be given a glorified body that's going to be eternal and it's going to be fully healthy. There will be never another sickness or disease or pain again in our lives. Hallelujah. My dad does not have COPD anymore. He's in heaven. He's breathing fresh heavenly air, running and doing whatever he would do up there. And, you know, my, my aunt doesn't have cancer anymore who's in heaven right now. There's no cancer in heaven. But Jesus actually taught us to pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it is his will to release the virtues of heaven into this earth, into the lives that are walking on this earth. It is his will. Okay? So... We, I, I just want to, I want to teach us this, and I'm sure most of you already, this is, this is already the way you live, but I want to encourage us, let's not pray if it be your will. Let's, let, we could pray, I believe it's your will, so let it be, all right? We want to, we want to grab a hold of what's in heaven and believe that we can bono, we can reach out, grab a hold of it, pull it in, and we're going to keep reaching, we're going to keep pulling until we see it manifested, and we're going to believe, even if we're not experiencing it around us right now, we're going to believe it's, it is his will. So we're going to keep going after it. We're going to keep going after it, keep pulling, trying to release it. Okay. And we're not going to let circumstances or current facts stop us from believing that it is still his will. Can anybody say amen to that? I do want to say that Jesus, I don't believe that he judges when people say, if it be your will. I'm not, I don't think that he judges it or is mad about it or, or looks down on you. I just think that he wants to um, reveal the nature of himself and his, and his will to you to help you get an upgrade in your faith and belief system. Okay? Jesus is willing. So he's able and he's willing. All right? Number three, Jesus goes all the way. This is the next passage I was telling you I want to get to. I love this passage. Jesus goes all the way, guys. He doesn't like to, he doesn't just do half jobs and then he's like, oh, I'm tired, I quit. Or do a half, go, take you halfway and he's like, oh, I got something better to do. Hope you like as much as I gave you. He wants to take it all the way to the finish, all right? And, and you know, that's, we celebrate partial breakthroughs. Even in healing, we celebrate partial breakthroughs because it needs to be celebrated. Let me say, like, if you, if you see somebody get half healed, like, let's celebrate that something really did just happen. Only God can do that. And, and it's proof that he's doing something. And if we celebrate it, let's celebrate it believing that if he did that much, he wants to complete it and go all the way. Even if we don't see the all the way yet, we got to trust that it's going to happen. Just like that man in Korea, uh, when I interviewed him with the camera, he, he had 75% healing. And, and we celebrated that, but we prayed again, and God increased it to 95%. Like, we went, we went to 75%, and then, then we stopped and we celebrated what God did. God took it 20 more cent, percent. That's almost 100%. I don't know what happened after I left. Like it could have topped it off that hundred percent, but we got to believe that Jesus goes all the way. I want to put some scripture on this, Matthew four twenty three through twenty four. 
And G- by the way, this is right before the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. That, as a matter of fact, Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount to the crowd that I'm getting ready to read about, okay? And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people. Everybody say all. All. Everybody say all kinds. Come on. They brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. <laughs> I mean, this is not a this is not a, a living room size meeting right here. This is people from around the region being gathered around Jesus, large crowds, and it says that people says all kinds of sickness, all kinds of diseases, all sick people were brought to him. All. And it says he healed them. It doesn't say he healed some of them. It says he healed them. How many of them did he heal? All. All right? All. He didn't like handpick a few lucky ones. He didn't do like 95% of them, but he didn't have the ability to finish it out. All. All right? So awesome. Can you imagine this? It says healing all kinds of sicknesses. So like all kinds of sicknesses Every single kind of sickness that could have been available could be included in that statement. But, uh, but I actually, uh, I, I like talking to you guys about Greek and Hebrew sometimes. And I, I want to do this now because a lot of times there's, there's more to be revealed <clears throat> when we see what the original language is. The word, the Greek word for all kinds, okay, where it says, he, it says healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. The word all kinds is actually one word. It's a Greek word, pas. I don't know if I said it right, but it's P-A-S, pas. All kinds is pas in Greek. The word pas does not actually mean all kinds because the word all kinds can have a connotation that, that it means that, that, that there could be some of every kind. Like it's all the kinds, but maybe just some of every kind. So it doesn't actually mean that he healed all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. The word pas actually means all, every, entire, the whole, the totality. <laughs> now, if you ask me, that's a better word than all kinds of because that's thorough. That's complete. The other kind could mean some of many of all. No, he's saying all. So you could actually literally drop the word kinds out of that phrase, healing all kinds of sickness. You could drop the word kinds and it would have the proper meaning. So let's do that. He's preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all sickness and all disease. Let's drop that word all kinds. It's actually all, the totality. He, he healed, healing the totality of all sickness and healing the totality of all disease. That's what Jesus did. <laughs> That's amazing. Jesus didn't let, leave anything undone when he healed these people. I want to say, 
the Lord would love for us to upgrade our faith. Not just that he's able, not just that he's willing, but that he, it, he, that he goes all the way. All right? He's, he's able, he's willing, but he goes all the way. That's amazing. And I, whoa, I feel his power right now. Do you guys feel that? Whew. Thank you, Lord. Release healing right now, God. Release healing on people right now. Wow. If, if you need healing, I just want to ask you to look to Jesus right now and receive because there's a power flowing right now. Thank you, Lord. I felt like the Lord reminded me when I was preparing my notes on this, on this topic that uh, it's hard for, for people to, to believe that Jesus would go, is going to go all the way because they haven't experienced that yet. Uh, or, or maybe they've seen other people who have pursued breakthrough in these things and didn't see it happen. I want to say this to us, and I, I really feel like this is an important thing for us to, to, to embrace, okay? That we need to be careful not to build our theology on experiences. We need to build our theology, our, our knowledge and belief of who God is. We need to build our theology not on our experiences, but on the Word of God and the promises of God. We, you know, in, in, this, in this world that we live in, um, we, we measure things by facts. But God doesn't measure things by facts. He measures things by truth. There, there's truth of the kingdom that might not have been manifested yet into fact form, but it doesn't change the fact that it's truth. And the Lord actually wants us to be a people of such great faith that uh, it's not that we ignore facts. It's not that we de deny them. We're not going to be people who who is going to, you know, the name it and claim it. Well, I don't have a broken arm. And, and the arm's like dangling like this. I don't have a broken arm, like saying that's like faith. No, actually your arm's dangling right there, half bone down. And and there's it's, it's actually spiking through your skin. I, I think you actually have a broken arm. Yeah, we, we don't want to be people who are not... Uh, acknowledging fact, but we want to be people who, who believe that, that there's kingdom truth that's superior to fact, all right? We need to, we need to believe that, that, our, that kingdom truth, that maybe it hasn't manifested yet. Like, I, I'm believing for that bone to, to shift back into place. I'm believing. I, don't, I haven't seen it yet. I'm believing that the truth is that God's able that he's willing and he goes all the way. I believe something bigger and beyond what I'm seeing and experiencing right now. And it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, that we walk by faith and not by sight. So we don't want to limit ourselves to what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're experiencing in the physical realm. We want to, we want to live in the third heaven reality, the, the, the truth of the kingdom of God that is the, it's in the invisible realm that's trying to break through into this visible realm, right? We want to live from that place and, and not deny fact, but we're living from a truth and we're going to keep pulling on that. We're going to keep coddling until we pull it into this realm around us. 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, uh, the, it, tells, it tells us to fight the good fight of faith. 
The fighting, the good fight of faith, it's not just about spiritual warfare. It's about fighting to believe what God says is true despite the things that are opposing you right now. And, and we can say that we've won the fight of, the, of faith if on the other side we believed him despite what our circumstances said. We're going to keep believing until we see that thing happen. If it doesn't happen yet, I can't say, well, that's not God's will. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to keep pushing into this thing. I'm going to keep Kyle and Bono. I'm not going to give up because I know who he is. And he is able. He is willing. He goes all the way. Amen? Um, <clears throat> yeah. I said it a while ago, but Jesus has a 100% success rate in healing and miracles. Every single person he ever tried to heal, they got healed. We just read it, like all kinds. It's that word pas. It means the totality. He healed all of them. Praise you, Jesus. Let's take a moment and just tell him thanks. Lord, thank you for who you are. Lord, we're not just wanting to talk about Scripture. We're not just wanting to talk about um, facts and, and even truths. God, we want to talk about you as a person, Lord. You love people, and you love to heal people and not just so that you can get a testimony out of the deal or notch on your belt, Lord. It's because you actually care about the person and you want to see them whole because you hate seeing them suffering. Lord, I thank you that you are compassionate and powerful. Thank you, God. Um, <clears throat> the fourth point I want to say, I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago in, in the sermon, Tealing for Healing, so I'm not going to stay on it long, but uh, from Matthew 8, 5 through 13, it was when the centurion uh, sent his servant to, to Jesus to see if he could come. And I, or actually, he came, I think, to, to see if Jesus would, would heal his servant who was, who was sick. And Jesus answered him and he said, I will come. And I just think that's amazing that Jesus... He had throngs of people on him, and he was going from synagogue to synagogue to preach the gospel, and, and he was a busy itinerant minister. But he's like, th this man's saying, we need you, Lord. And he's willing to put down everything he's doing. His immediate response is, I will come. I will come. And, you know, I want to say this to you, the topic or fact number four, truth number four. Jesus is coming to you. Every time that we read through the Gospels that somebody needed Jesus to heal them, he stopped what he's doing and he's like, I will come. Or he either says it or you just see him in the story showing up, whether it's in their home or wherever it is. I will come to you. I think that's amazing. And, and of course, the, the centurion said, Lord, you don't need to come to my home. I'm not worthy. You, you have the power in your voice. You can just speak it with authority and the healing will happen. That's exactly what happened. Jesus released the word. His servant got healed in that same hour, and he didn't even go physically, but he did come. <laughs> he did come. It just was in a different form. Jesus came. And I want to say to you, Jesus says to you, I will come. I want you to believe it, that he, he's able, he's willing, he goes all the way, and he will come. <laughs> he loves you. He cares about you. He, he wants to be with you. He wants to administer breakthrough to you. Again, not for a notch on his belt or a trophy, but because he cares for you. He loves you so much. I will come, he says. That is so amazing. 
Um, <clears throat> hallelujah. I'm about to wrap up here in a moment, and then we're going we're gonna to pray for some healing after this. Um, I, I have one more point that's going to be a quick one, but I, I do want to just say a quick story about the I will come piece. Um, a, a few weeks ago, I, I, knew of, I knew of someone in our church family that had a, had a loved one in a nursing home and uh, uh, who, who they were concerned about. Um, obviously, there's other people in nursing homes that, that are dying of COVID right now. It seems to be a kind of a crazy pandemic in and of itself in nursing homes. And uh, this one evening I was praying and I felt like the Lord gave me a download, a vision of, of gathering a group of people to go to that nursing home and to pray over it in, in agreement, just praying it in unity, just praying over the building, releasing God's presence into that place, declaring open heavens over that place, releasing presence and, and, and praying for healing and miracles to happen in there. And I thought it was probably going to happen in a few days. But the next day we found out that there was some urgency on this. And I was, I was shocked, but uh, we realized that we needed to drop all of our plans that day and go drive all the way to Greenfield. Um, but here's what blew me away, okay? That there were several other people from our church that was asked uh, by our friend if they'd be willing to come pray too. And they dropped what they were doing and they urgently went over there just to partner with our friend and, and to pray in agreement to release the presence of God over that place and pray for, for healings and miracles. They, and, and some of them drove 45 minutes. They just dropped what they're doing, drove 45 minutes to go out there to respond to what the Father was doing. Jesus said, I only do the things I see my Father doing. And, and when we respond to what He's doing, there's grace on that. I was just really blessed to see uh, the people from our community, be the willingness to go and be a part of what the Father's doing and to believe. And, and we, we prayed out there in the parking lot and we felt the power of God so strong. It was cold and windy and I think it might have even been raining a little bit. Uh, some of us walked around the building, but we felt the power and the glory falling on that place. And there were, there were nurses and staff people there that heard that we we're going to come ahead of time and they were so blessed. Like it, it totally bless them. And I just felt like, like the community responding in this way um, really was a demonstration of that heart of Jesus that says, I will come. And I just want to tell you, he is coming. <laughs> he's coming. Now we, we say that and we think he's coming back for the rapture. Yeah. Okay. But he's coming for you. I'm not talking about rapture. I'm talking about love. I'm talking about he's pursuing you. He wants to come if you can believe that he, he wants to come to you, he wants to come and touch you. He wants to come and encounter you. And if you encounter Jesus, the person, the healer, then he does what he does naturally. He doesn't have to try to um, work hard at healing. He just wants to lavish you with his presence and let his presence be who it is. The healer, Jehovah Rapha. Hallelujah. Everybody say this. I want you guys to repeat these with me. Je Jesus is able. Jesus is willing. Jesus goes all the way. Jesus is coming for you. Come on. And then the last one, this is going to be quick. Jesus 
This is number five. Jesus is the same for you. All right? You can say that. Jesus is the same for you. Jesus is the same for you. Everything that he did in the Bible, everything he did in those stories, he's the same person, and he wants to love you. He's the same person. He's the same person that walked up and down the streets in Jerusalem. He lives inside of you if you're a Christian. If you're not, he's knocking on the door of your heart. He loves you. He wants to be with you, and he's the same for you. In Acts 10, 34 um, God was trying to take the kingdom outside of Jerusalem and, and take it to the people beyond the Jews and, and start taking it to the world. And so Jesus, sorry, Peter, um, Peter was in the house, I believe it was of Cornelius, who was a Gentile. And, and God actually showed up in that house and baptized them all in the Holy Spirit. And they didn't even know that God would do that for anybody except Jews. Now it's like God's blowing their grids. Whoa. This is for more people than just us. And, and the Lord wanted them to know that he's the same for them as he was for those who were in the upper room on Pentecost. He wants to be the same for them. And, and so P Peter said this in Acts 10, 34, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. <laughs> he shows no partiality. It, uh, there, I don't know if it's a different verse or a different version, but it says he's not a respecter of persons. And that means that if he'll give of himself to one person, he wants to do it for another person too. He's the same for that person as he is for you. All right. And, and what he did for other people, he wants to do for you or the person that you're going to be praying for. He wants to do it for them. He shows no partiality. Hallelujah. Acts 13, eight, it says that, uh, sorry, Hebrews, I said that wrong. Hebrews 13, eight says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. A lot of people believe that Jesus, that God stopped healing, or at least through the gifts of healing, after the Bible was written or after the last of the apostles died. There's all these different kind of beliefs about it. Um, that uh, I'm trying to remember the term that they use for that, that theology. Do you guys, can you guys think of it? Uh, where the cessationist is, the, is what I was trying to get, uh, that believes that God ceased doing the miracles that he did in those days. I want to say that the Hebrews 13, 8 kind of blows that theology out of the water. And then the signs and wonders that we're seeing in the world right now kind of prove it, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What, who he was in the Gospels is who he is right now. What he was doing then, he's still doing. He's going to continue doing it. He didn't quit. Healing is for today. It's not just for today. It's for you. Hallelujah. Jesus is the same for you today. Amen. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was going to speak on, on tilling for healing, you know, where I really feel like God wants me to focus on this for right now, um, to, to cultivate into the ground of our, of the spirit of overflow church and those who, you know, who are following us. I, I believe that God wants to, he wants to generate healing into our culture. He wants to, he wants to, us to cultivate a belief, a theology, but also an expectancy. And there's a, a famous preacher, um, Rod Parsley says this powerful phrase. He said, the atmosphere of expectancy is a breeding ground for miracles. 
I'll say that one more time. The atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles. And I believe that. And we want to cultivate expectancy. So we don't want to just be observing or we don't want to just be hoping it's going to happen. We want to actually expect. We want to coddle and bono. We want to dig these things in. And I just want to see if um, any of my team here are feeling any, if you've been asking the Holy Spirit for words of knowledge or anything to release people in the realm of healing. Um, I, I believe that God wants to heal right now. We're going to be closing soon, but I want to take just a few minutes to release healing where it's flowing. So if you guys are feeling it, once you come on up here, if you're not, I know that you have it. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to have them just come for a couple of minutes uh, to go after this stuff. But like I said, God's flowing healing just through the word and through his presence. Um, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll touch every person right now, whether they need healing or not. You can come on up here. Lord, um, release healing to bodies where they need it. I pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, um, let, let every person who needs this encounter the person of Jesus, the healer. Lord, that they'll have an encounter with him. They'll, they'll have uh, an intimate encounter with his heart to, for, where from there the dunamis can flow, the dunamis power the, the miracle-producing power can flow in His presence, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yeah.